Welcome to the EAU podcast series on euro-oncologic surgery driven by the new technologies. In this first episode of the series, we have two distinguished guests with us. Our first guest, Ricardo Ortorino, Professor of Urology and Director of Surgical Innovation and Clinical Research at Rush University in Chicago, USA. Our second guest, Enrico Kekucci, urologist at Department of Surgery, Candiolo Cancer Institute in Italy. Together, they will explore the intriguing topic of 3D models and augmented reality for prostate cancer surgery. Join us for an enlightening discussion on the latest advancements in urological surgeries. Welcome to our podcast series on urologic oncologic surgery driven by new technologies. In this first episode, we will discuss the use of 3D models and augmented reality in prostate cancer surgery. My name is Ricardo Autorino. I work as a urologist at Rush University Medical Center in Chicago, and I'm a professor and director of surgical innovation in the Department of Urology of that hospital. Today, uh, I'm glad to be joined by Dr. Enrico Kikucci, urologist in the Department of Surgery in Candiolo Cancer Center, Dr. Kekuchi is also chair of the European Society of Residents in Urology and a member of the Yao Eurotechnology Working Group. Enrico, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Professor Autorin, and thank you for this kind invitation to you and to EAU Education Office. It's a great honor to, for me to be invited for this podcast. So this is a very interesting topic. Uh, I'd like to start off with the first question for you. And that is how the 3D models are done for prostate cancer and uh, which are the key elements that we need during the 3D reconstruction. Okay, thank you, Professor Torino, for this interesting question that allow me to explain since the beginning, the realization, the creation of the 3D models. First of all, it's important to say that the 3D models for prostate cancer are basically made based on a multiparametric MRI of the prostate. Some technical requirements are needed, uh, such as the slices thickness that should be not superior of five millimeters in order to obtain a good uh, reconstruction. Furthermore, a detailed report by radiology is needed with the aim to help the engineers in the identification of the lesion. Therefore, after the acquisition of adequate MRI images, they should be managed by the engineer. And uh, with the aim to obtain a high quality reconstruction, we already tried to standardize the reconstruction process, defining some steps that should be followed. So at first, the first step is the segmentation phase. In this phase, the boundaries of the prostate and of the lesion are identified. The image segmentation is performed via dedicated software authorized for medical use. And this software allows the identification of subjective similarity criteria, for example, the color of the different pixels included in the regions or objects of interest. A combination of automatic and manual segmentation is needed to maximize the results. Maybe in the future we will achieve a totally automatic segmentation, but up to date is mandatory to have a first phase of automatic segmentation by the software and then a second phase of manual refinement by the expert engineer. So. After this uh, first fundamental step, we move to the post-processing phase. 
In the second phase, the measures obtained are uniformous with smoothing algorithms to improve the visualization of the 3D model. Of note, excessive smoothing to produce a more appealing 3D visual model is associated with a progressive loss of reality of the model. In fact, in the field of 3D models, the aesthetic appearance is not synonymous with the better or accurate. Once obtained, the model can be uploaded to almost any electronic device, such as the 2D flat screen, head-mounted display system, robotic console, or other stuff for the, to allow the 3D model's visualization itself. So summarizing, the key elements for the and high-definition 3D models are the quality of MRI images, the strict collaboration between the engineers and the physicians, and the adherence to a standardized pathway to bring to the best 3D models. Uh, I would like also to underline this aspect that is interesting to denote that uh, Following this direction, we are working on a development of international guidelines aimed to establish and validate the criteria for the production of the 3D visual models authorized for medical use. The guidelines, named fields, are already submitted to the OHECOTER network, and the systematic review with DEFI consensus to establish the criteria are ongoing. Thank you so much. And uh, so we now know how to build these models. How can we apply augmented reality um, when we perform a robotic prostatectomy? Can you talk about that a little bit? Yes, moving to this uh, second question that is more specific for our topic, that is the use of the technology for robotic prostatectomy. First of all, I would like to explain what does it mean, augmented reality. So augmented reality represents one of the modalities in which the treaty models can be enjoyed. In particular, it refers to the superimposition of virtual elements over the real environment and reaching the environment with additional information. For our specific purpose, the 3D models of the prostate are overlapped to the in vivo anatomy during the robotic prostate. Briefly describe the augmented reality process, the streaming video of the endoscopic camera is acquired by the laptop. Then, by using a video mixer software, the 3D models of the prostate are overlapped to the real-time image. These final images are then sent back to the robotic console and visualized by the first surgeon thanks to the Tile Pro inside the robotic console itself. I just want to specify that all of these process of overlapping updates performed manually by the surgeon assistant by using a dedicated 3D mouse. Then in the future, maybe this issue can be overcome. So it can be done automatically probably in the future. And what are what has been the experience uh, so far with the augmented reality assisted robotic prostatectomy? And how, can you tell us a little bit on how this technology uh, has evolved over time? Yes, of course. We we try to explore and exploit this uh, this technology, trying to follow a um, scientific criteria and scientific methodology. First of all, we worked on the feasibility of the 3D augmented reality surgery during robotic prostatectomy. Try to identify some crucial steps of the intervention where the overlapping of the 3D models could be useful. The first one is the prostate landmark identification. Maybe also before the, the fasting phase, the overlapping of the images can allow to identify the boundaries and the landmarks of the prostate. Similarly, a second step could be represented by the identification of the prostate apex boundaries. At the end of the resection phase, when the prostate apex is managed and the central reniplex is managed as well, the identification of the right profile and, and boundaries of the apex can allow to help the surgeon during these critical steps of the intervention. Also, the nerve sparing phase can be guided or assisted by the, the application of augmented reality images. The 3D models overlapping can help to identify the boundaries uh, of the prostate and to identify the landmark between the prostate and the neurovascular bundle. As well, 
after the removal of the prostate, some selective biopsy can be performed at the level of resection bed thanks to the assistance of 3D images. So after this first step in which we try to hypothesize to uh, identify some steps where this model can be potentially useful, we try to demonstrate if this overlapping is accurate and if the 3D model correctly reproduces the real anatomy. So specifically, we designed a, stu- a study where a selective biopsy were performed during the intervention in suspicious areas identified by the augmented reality both on prostate and on the resection bed. So in this study, the tumors were identified in a static phase of the surgery in all the cases at the level of the prostate. Furthermore, 63% of the selective biopsy at the level of neurovascular bundles performed resulted to be positive. As we already described some minutes ago, uh, the 3D models are based on prostate MRI. Therefore, the models have the same shape of the prostate at the moment of the imaging acquisition, and it represents a limit during the real-time augmented reality-guided surgery due to the modification of the prostate shape during the intervention. So, to solve this issue, we further implement our augmented reality software, introducing two deformers, in particular the band and the stretch, that allow to simulate the prostate deformation during the surgery, and therefore permit use the augmented reality images also during the dynamic phase of the intervention, such as the nerve sparing. In this new study, we tested this second generation of augmented reality platform, showed a good concordance between the lesion location and the biopsy probe cancer during the active phase of the intervention, such as the nerve sparing. So this uh, second uh, generation of uh, elastic model can allow us to apply this kind of technology also during the active phase of the surgery. And uh, there is another element that is now an off topic, uh, which is that of artificial intelligence. How do you think this can help in the augmented reality setting? Oh, yes. Uh, the artificial intelligence can be extremely useful in the aim to solve one of the main issues of the augmented reality guided surgery. That is the need of a manual overlapping of the images. So thanks to the availability of large database of pre-recorded videos, today it is possible to train some specific neural networks aiming to teach to the software to recognize some specific elements in the streaming video automatically. A first phase of manual tagging is needed to train the network, but then, based on the acquired expertise, the system will be able to automatically recognize the different anatomical elements inside the video flow. And this step is crucial to allow to achieve an automatic overlapping of the augmented reality images in the next future. And so you have any uh, preliminary finding regarding the integration of AI with the AR technology? Yes, we already tried to explore this new field of research, trying to merge together the artificial intelligence and augmented reality technologies with the aim to obtain an automatic overlapping of the imaging. So briefly, in our preliminary experience, we choose a specific phase of intervention when, uh, where we think that the information obtained by the augmented reality could be particularly useful. And it is the end of the demolative phase where the nerve sparing, after the nerve sparing, where selective biopsy at the level of preserved the neurovascular bundles can be performed and under guidance of augmented reality images. So specifically for this purpose, we train a dedicated software able to recognize the catheter inside the prosthetic lodge and automatically anchored to 3D virtual models. The system uh, was based on a true convolutional neural network. The first one for the identification of also Z rotation and to identify the anchor point of the catheter that defies the ureter stamp. And the second neural network was created to, for the identification of a X rotation. So in this experiment, 
after the completion of uh, the molecule phase, we push inside the prostatic lodge the catheter. The software is able to automatically recognize the catheter and to overlap the 3D virtual model of the prostate inside the prostatic lodge. At this point, it's possible to modulate the transparency of the models, uh, leaving on the operative field only the portion of the lesion that was suspicious for extracapsular extension at multiparametric MRI. At this specific level, a selective bias can be done with the aim to enlarge the resection plane and to reduce the risk of biochemical recurrence or positive surgical margin in the future. Our preliminary findings shown that more than 65% of the biases resulted to be positive. So currently we have a prospective randomized controlled trial ongoing, aiming to compare the rate of positive biopsy and surgical margins in 3D augmented reality interventions versus not 3D interventions. So lastly, looking to the future, I think that um, the implementation of such technology thanks to the integration of augmented reality and the artificial intelligence, will allow to achieve an uh, automatic intervention during the entire procedure, assisting the surgeon during different phases of the surgeries. The potentiality of this new kind of precision surgery, driven by the augmented reality images, are multiple, starting for the assistance for the beginner surgeons during the learning curve. Furthermore, obviously, a more precise intervention will be lead to an improvement of oncological and functional outcome for the patient. So, Dr. Kekuchi, thank you so much. This was all very interesting. I'm sure the audience will appreciate, uh, you know, all these new exciting research on this topic. Uh, and once again, thanks uh, for uh, listening. Thank you, Professor Autorina. I thank you to EAU Education Office. Uh, it's a great pleasure for me to, to be invited for this podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Professor Ortorino and Dr. Kakuchi, for an engaging and insightful episode on 3D models and augmented reality for prostate cancer surgery. We hope our listeners enjoyed it. Stay tuned for our next episode, where we'll be exploring vascular perfusion 3D models and augmented reality for kidney cancer surgery, featuring Professor Ortorino and Assistant Professor Amparore. Don't miss out on the latest updates. Subscribe to our EAU podcast channel on your favorite podcast app for more informative content. Until next time, keep learning and stay inspired. Thank you for joining us on this urology journey.